Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside James and Chris, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast at THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I guess we can uh, we should put up a new bet as to how many stars fans can be frustrated with Ryan Suter's play after tonight. I bet that would I'd take the over on that. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. I'd take the over. The uh, the Dallas Stars do overcome themselves, uh, and and they do win by a final score of three to one over the AHL Blackhawks uh, this evening. Um, how are you guys uh, feeling this evening after this game? Because I. I, I don't know how I feel uh, like right now. I'm in jeopardy about this right now. Yeah, overcoming themselves is the exact correct way to put that. I mean, that second period, one of the worst that the Stars have played. Um, but we're playing the Blackhawks, who have nobody on their team already, and then everyone got injured. So <laughs> it, it ended up not mattering. It's good to see them come out and still find a way to scrap the two points together. But seeing them play poorly for a third game, well, they play poorly a couple games in a row now. So to see them continue that poor play is quite frustrating. But I'm happy that they took care of business and got the two points. Yeah, a lot more of the takeaway for me is that we got through the game and won it somehow. I mean, really, this this game could have gone, we, we could have lost the game and we're down Wedgwood. And there's no sign of when Miro's going to come back yet. And our forwards have stopped scoring in the first and second period because, sure, I mean, we've had six goals in the last two games. All of them were scored in the third period. Every single one of them. Like, you have to you have to be able to find your own urgency within a game before it's the third period and you're down. I, I love that last point from you, James. You got you to make your own urgency. Even if you're playing a bad team and you're not down yet, 
pretend. I mean, make something up. You got to play better than they have the first two periods in the last two games. This team is very different without Miro Heiskanen, isn't it? Yep. It really is. That's, just that that's exactly what I thought about when we were talking about tonight. I mean, the team looks completely different. Like we've talked about before. Miro's gone, the team looks different. And it looked like we were gonna avoid that this time around early on. And it's it's already crept back in. So I mean that's a that's a tough thing to overcome. And we're gonna have to find a way to play like Miro is in the lineup when he isn't. What's confusing to me is that tonight it wasn't even really a defense thing. I don't feel like tonight the offense couldn't get anything going, and I'm just I'm really confused why Miro being absent would affect that so much. I feel like more of it is the way the team is playing with or without Miro, because like Miro, we've seen changes how this team acts. I mean, it, he is a pseudo third or fourth captain or whatever you want to call it at this point because we have like 12 of them on our team but he he really he is another huge leader for this team and it's obvious when he's not in the lineup it's just frustrating to to watch this team right now it really is it's it, it, it feels like the expectations for this team has been lowered since the beginning of the season and that's really really unfortunate and uh, what you were talking about with Miro, I, I really think Miro just brings a calmness to the team that Jake Ottinger does. And because Ottinger is just recently coming back from an injury, he doesn't, you don't get that same vibe from Jay Ottinger right, right now. At least not, I don't. And it's nothing against Ottinger, it really isn't. It's just the fact he's he's coming back after an injury and we're just, don't want to see him get hurt again. We really need him, but it, there's something about this team when you have a number one defenseman like Miro Haskinen that just brings a calmness to the team and it makes just everybody play better. Just like uh, Duchesne has made that line of him and Marchman and Sagan just played that much better because he brings a calmness to that line. And because he's done that and he's taken basically the team's offensive capabilities of the second line on his back, and maybe you could even argue the whole team on his back. They've been able to play a little bit looser, and they and you see the stats that they're putting up right now. So maybe that was a I was a lot to to regurgitate, but there's just a lot of feelings right now for me right now about this team. So what what I do want to get into before we get into anything else is my just a couple thoughts on the defense tonight because. You know, even when Razor is commenting on some things, you you know it's really bad because he is a cheerleader for this team. But he was he was kind of letting them have it in the most Razor way that he can. I was very very disappointed in the play of Thomas Harley tonight. I really was, and I know it's not exactly fair for me to to say that because he's been playing a whole bunch. He's basically been our Miro with Miro out of the out of the lineup. But he had some very, very brutal turnovers in this game tonight. Yeah, I don't disagree with you for tonight, Ryan. But he also played 27 minutes last night and then played 22 minutes tonight. The dude and, has played. That has to be like the most he has ever played in two, in two nights. It and has that's to why be. it's not fair. Yeah. It's his first season in the NHL, too, and he's doing that. 
to even be trusted enough to be able to do that is remarkable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Chris, what do you think? Am I am I being too hard on him? No, he I did mean, have he did have he had some brutal turnovers today. Yeah, he 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 was not as steady with the puck as he has been all year. I agree with you there, and he deserves a little bit of criticism. But then I'm more on James's side on this one. He played six minutes more than every other defenseman last night, and then still leads the team in time on ice tonight. I mean, as a as a rookie defenseman, so you, you got to give him a pass for that one. And he he didn't look great tonight. That's true, but he wasn't the worst defenseman on the ice. That's for sure. <laughs> Not even, he was still a top three defenseman for us tonight. That's that's correct. Since you brought that up, who is your worst defenseman on the ice tonight, guys? Uh, I'm gonna okay. Really, the worst defenseman on the ice was was Hanley. He he yeah. was getting dominated all night long. He's played too many games. <laughs> but but Suter just had one of the worst individual plays that we've seen in a while. And I said that last night. I said that the exact same thing. <laughs> but that was that first. The only goal from Chicago was just a bad play by Suter, and then another one. I mean, he gives up the puck on the blue line just because he can't handle a slow pass to him. And then he's lazy and back-checking and allows his guy to skate past him and then score the rebound goal after the, after the breakaway is saved by Otter. I mean, that's just a lazy play from a veteran player. I mean, that's really frustrating to me from someone who, who talks about being so hungry for a puck and going to a team that gives him a chance to win, and then he gives that kind of effort on that play. And to give him credit, he bounced back a little bit afterwards, and I did see him playing harder. But that was that was embarrassing for him. Well, and, and see that here's the frustrating thing about Ryan Suter, right? Here's the super frustrating thing about Ryan Suter. That's what we're talking about instead of instead of the saved goal that he had in the second period, right? Because well, he did the saved goal first, it, and it, then he turned it over. <laughs> exactly, and that's the frustrating thing with with some of these guys is that they, they seem to make great plays and I understand you, you you're allowed to make mistakes, but when you make a mistake, uh, yeah, right here. Exactly. Brooke, I want to see Suter hustle after a mistake. He doesn't do that. Yeah. And, and to, to kind of defend Suter a little bit, Sam Steele was right there too. He was in front of Suter. So it, it, it wasn't just Suter there, but it just really, it, it, we kind of hone, hone in on that because of the mistake he made, turning it over at the offensive blue line, and then he just didn't pick up the guy, uh, Boris Kachuk, uh, who got the goal for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. So, I don't know. But it, it here's an it, here's another interesting defenseman we need to talk about because uh, uh, Joe Mama, kind of talking about Hawk and Paul, he doesn't like... Uh, the fact that uh, he thinks Hawk and Paw is not playing very well, and uh, Ardell is disagreeing with him over in the over in the uh, chat box over there. And I think he's been playing pretty well, honestly. And I'm more on Suter because Suter doesn't really play much on the penalty kill. So Hawk and Paw is amazing on the penalty kill. That's what makes him valuable. But I honestly thought he played a good game tonight. What did y'all see out of? Yanni Hockenbaugh versus uh, Ryan Suter. Yeah, he had a pretty decent game. I I, I think a big point that uh, Joe Mom is talking about there is the final two minutes, the six on five. That was some horrible defending by the Stars. Any other team scores on us there, and it's it's we're going to overtime. 
So that was important to fitting at the end. 100% agree with that. But Hagerpah was asked to play a larger role than he should tonight, and I think he, he did he did fine. I mean, like you said, he's playing good without the puck, but every time he gets the puck on his tape, it's it's just an issue. Yeah, And Lindell really cleaned up a lot of his miscues tonight as well. Even on that last two uh, last two yeah. minutes, he, he was down on the person who was wide open, who had a wide open net. I mean, he, he saved that that one too. We had like four or five different times tonight where players had to make individual amazing defensive plays to keep it from going in the back of the net. And really that was, that was if you could say we did something good tonight, that was the thing we did good. Very good individual defensive plays on players. Yep. Because we mentioned the Suter saved goal, but we also didn't mention the Robo saved goal. Yeah, so some telepathy there. I mean, he he went behind Wedgwood before the puck even got to the Chicago player. He knew what was going to happen. He completely read the play. He completely read the play, and that should have been that way. So the Stars could have been down three to nothing going into the second intermission. It probably should have been three to nothing for for uh, Chicago there. But I mean, one goal goes in, and that's it. And the Stars are able to kind of rally back, and they get their. 15th billion uh comeback win for for the season just ridiculous what they can do uh but before we get into anything else as well we need to we didn't mention the uh essa play there at the end again that's that's the the third individual defensive play that you were talking about james that kind of defined the game one of the one of the talking points coming out of this game and and that one saved a for sure goal and there were three plays that saved for sure goals but the, it was all throughout the night. There were a lot of people getting back, breaking up, just great A chances for the Blackhawks. And we we had some really great goaltending tonight too, honestly. I mean, Wedgwood didn't even give up a goal before he got pulled. And then Otter only lets in one when he's coming into the game cold. Yeah. I think this was one of S's better games tonight. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ryan here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's a couple of money lines for you for the games on January 9th. The Kings are taking on the Lightning. The Kings with a minus 115. The Lightning with a 105. The Sharks taking on the Maple Leafs with a plus 350 for the Sharks and a minus 455 for the Maple Leafs. And then you also have the Seattle Kraken taking on the Buffalo Sabres. The Kraken with a minus 108 and the Sabres with a minus 112. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 
NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. I like to agree with you there as well, Chris. But just in general, they just looked really sloppy tonight. And I understand it's the Chicago Blackhawks and and everything like that. But the, the reason why I'm frustrated is because I viewed this team as a top contender in the NHL and especially the last little bit, even though that their record has been good throughout the season and they've been able to pull out comeback wins and stuff like that. They have not really played like a Stanley cup contender. Like we thought they could, we have, we have yet to see. And we, how many times have we said this? We have yet to see their best hockey. I mean, I, I truly believe that. And maybe that's why I'm more frustrated about this game. And even when the final buzzer rang and I, we, I saw that we got the two points and everything. I'm just like, but the, the way we played sucked, man. It just yeah. absolutely sucked. Yeah, the, this is more about Chicago not executing than it was the Stars playing well. We did what we had to do. We, we beat them because we were the more talented team, not because we were the better team tonight. And, and I agree with you overall sentiment on the season too. But r- right now, you're not really in let's find our best game mode right now. Right now, we're in survival mode. We're without the key to our power to our blue line. I mean – power play yeah power play too yeah i mean apparently duchene can do whatever so he could be throwing that power play and make it work anyway but not having haskinen is like missing your full top pair for us and and that's what's happened right now and stars just need to survive this next couple of weeks get healthy and then figure out how to be the hockey team that we envisioned when the season started so i'm good staying in survival mode for now and they, they just got Otter back, too, which was a key part of getting back to our best hockey. And this is a fair question, Joe Mama. They still are, Ryan. They aren't going to look like it without Miro. Yeah, that, that's very true. But I felt this way all season. Like, e- even with Miro in the lineup, I just... They haven't played up to my expectations of what I w- wanted to see from this team. So They haven't hit their ceiling yet, for sure. They have absolutely have not. And I don't even think they've hit their their mid, their mid potential yet, even though we've seen ridiculous seasons by individual players. Uh, so we'll see where we go from there. But we, we do need to move on and talk about this. Uh, the goalie situation is a bigger worry than the Miro injury. And there is some truth to that. So Wedgwood goes down tonight on... I, I don't think the play they kept playing on the broadcast was the one where he got hurt on but I think that's the one that maybe aggravated it even further. So it it looked like a groin thing with Wedgwood, and maybe it was just the amount of games he's played lately, and that's why it kind of did that. But how are y'all worried? Are y'all worried at all about Wedgwood being out? Or what's what's y'all's thoughts on this? First of all, he was able to skate off the ice, and he still had full function of everything. But obviously something was irritating him enough to get off of the ice while he was on a shutout bid, mind you. So that's pretty worrying. Yeah, I I think he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, same way Otter was, just to let the groin heal up. I'm I'm sure he overextended it a little bit at at some point, Um, but hopefully it's not serious. Same with Otter. Um, 
what this tells me is that we're going to have to play Matt Murray. I mean, our hand is forced and he, he played a good, a good game. Obviously he got the shutout in his, uh, in, in that game earlier on in the season, but we have Otter coming back just off of an injury. Y- you can't overplay him. And this is, I mean, I've read a good, uh, I can't remember who wrote it. D magazine. Someone wrote a good article about how y- the mentality to win every game. You need to have that anytime you're on the ice, 100%. But the coaching staff and the uh, general manager need to realize, hey, having a healthy otter at the end of the year might be more important than beating the LA Kings on Tuesday in January. So you might just have to play Matt Murray, even though otter is healthy, just to make sure otter doesn't re-aggravate his injury. So I think we're going to see Matt Murray, and I think we need to not worry about trying to win every hockey game right now. We need to survive what we're in and get through it. And hey, Finally. Murray played great, so maybe he actually is solid. I mean, we, we don't know that, that not to be true now. Well, we, we also know that the Minnesota stuff was pretty fluky, so. Nope, nope. He had a shutout, James. He's great. He did. He did play good. It's not like it was a fluky. He didn't get nothing on him. He, he made some big saves. The, so, yeah, this is what I'm worried about with, with that that mindset, Chris. There is a lot of truth to that, but it can get to the point to where you lose too many games and then you're looking at yourself as a wild card team because well, the if, Winnipeg, if you play Otter for 12 games in a row, same way you played Wedgwood, he's, I mean, at this point he's going to get hurt again is what it looks like. And there's some truth to that too, but I, I just don't know. I, I think he will get less starts than if Wedgwood were still around. Let's just let's just say that. I, I think that's fair. If it was like a 70-30 split between Otter and Wedgwood, and that's what DeBoer's been doing, it's probably gonna be like 80-20 if if uh, Wedgwood's gonna be out for an extended period of time and in relation to the starts that Otter would get and then Matt Murray would get. That's just my opinion. I, I think the biggest thing for this team is they just need a true reset. I, I think they need a break. They they did play four yeah, exactly. They they did play four games this week, and it's not going to slow down for the next couple of weeks here. And then there's going to be nothing for a while. And that'll let some guys who maybe have some bumps and bruises and some minor injuries that they're playing through, uh, it, it'll let Otter rest up a little bit. It Maybe maybe Wedgwood can get back and get it back a little quicker uh, with the All-Star break coming up. But there, there are so many. There are so many. Like, I don't know what's going on with this team right now to feel like really solid about our chances going forward. I'm not saying we're not going to be a playoff team, but now I'm thinking that we've kind of solidified ourselves in this in this third position in the Central Division. Well, the way the Jets are playing, there's no catching them anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although I think they did lose tonight to the uh, to the Flyers, so two to nothing. So Flyers are good at beating good teams, dude. They do that all the time. Well, the Flyers, I think they're actually in a playoff spot, are they not? Yeah, they are. They're yeah, they're actually doing well. pretty well. Well, uh, what else is there to talk about tonight? Oh, biggest winner, um, biggest loser. Well, I got one more thing, and then we'll do biggest winner, biggest loser. Uh, this was an interesting thing I wanted to talk about because I saw it on Twitter. Is it time to to break up this third line of? of Dodonov, Ben, and Johnston, because it's been a while since they've been good productive, I guess. 
And maybe, maybe the call here is to do what we did earlier in the season, scratch the uh, Don off and throw in Delandry on that third line and see what he can do. And then maybe that gets the Don off going again and gets that third line going again, but they just haven't been as dominant or even any been- offense at all, honestly, uh, for the past month, month and a half. Yeah. The, the only time Ben looks good is when he's on the power play and, Johnson is kind of looks like he's doing it on his own when they're five on five. Ben has been very quiet, like very quiet. And it's been eerily quiet. He's been quiet five on five. He's still been really good on the power play. That's not true, but it is true. No, he's, he's got had, one, he goal, like on this one goal on the power play. He, he just got the, he got a no point assist tonight on the power play goal. Okay, there again, maybe, but still, he's he's just been very quiet the last month and a half, and I think it may be time to switch some things up. And it has felt like Johnston has been skating circles around everyone. I mean, most of the time when that line scores, it's because Johnston's skating around creating space, and then he passes it to Ben or Dodonov, and and they have just a great chance. I mean, he's creating everything, and it feels like a lot of the times he's not getting those chances back. And that can be pretty frustrating when you're talking about, I mean, it's the second year in the season and the league. I mean, well, to be fair, the, uh, didn't, isn't that what Duchesne kind of does for Marchman and Sagan a little bit? <laughs> but Duchesne <laughs> gets them back. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, and see, that's what I'm, what I'm talking about is like, we've seen that second line people be productive. The first line has been, produ- been productive at points this season, not as dominant as they've been in previous seasons. And then that that line that was so good last season when they threw Dodonov on that third line just hasn't been that great this season. So I don't know what the case is moving forward, but I'd like to see them play better. Okay, uh, biggest winner, biggest loser. Who y'all got? I'm doing a weird one. I'm giving it to Foxa. I thought Foxa was like the most consistently good player tonight. Really? Who's Chris? I know. Where did he go? I don't know why, but I just saw Fox all game. My brother back. <laughs> <laughs> he drew that penalty. He made several great defensive plays, especially uh, defending the rush. I thought he did really well, and I just felt like he had the most legs underneath him throughout the entirety of the game. I think the Stars didn't play a sixty-minute game. Foxa did. Justice for Foxa. I'll, I'll give one other person like huge credit, especially for the last game too. Jason Robertson has played out of his mind defensively the past two games. I mean, he has come back and stopped everything that's happening in his own zone, and he's he's gotten in a little bit on the offense too. So especially for saving the first goal, Jason Robertson gets the biggest winner for me. Yeah, Robo had 11 points in the last 12 games, I think. He's well, that, but that's been yeah, – he, he's now, been – He's been that consistent all season, though, guys, and that's something that's that how he works. Yeah, but, but the thing—the thing that was that I'm giving it to him for—is more the defense than anything. Because that was something that we saw him struggle with a little bit early, early this year. I mean, just two weeks ago, he was not back checking as well as he normally would be, and in this game and last game, he's looked phenomenal doing it. Do you think that's why we've maybe seen a regression in his goal scoring is because he's trying to become more of a 200 foot player? I don't think he's doing it intentionally, but if he's not going to go out and score 50 goals a season, he better be doing good defensively as well. (laughs) 
I'll give mine to Sam Steele. I, again, the last month and a half, he has been really, really good, and he's forced Pete DeBoer's hand to keep him in the lineup. I think that hit, that that hit, the, the little mini fight gave at least a little bit of life to the Dallas Stars there at the end of the second period. And I know they didn't get anything at the end of the second period, like offensively, but you saw a little bit of a mini surge there at the end of the second period. And I'd like to think that that little fight that uh, Sam Steele had. Oh, dude, did y'all see that first punch? I mean, he let Donato have it, man. Yeah, Donato was was working as hard as he could to get to the ice after that hit punch. He he (laughs) knew he was done. So he's my biggest winner for for the evening uh, for the Dallas Stars. Uh, Who's y'all's biggest loser? Suter, the end. Uh, I'm giving mine to Hanley. He he got eaten up a lot tonight. I thought he should have taken like five penalties, and he got away with all of it. So (laughs) good on getting away with them, I guess, but he was getting beat to everything. He was not good. Yeah, I'll give mine to Suter tonight just because, I mean, that one turnover could have been the difference in the game. I, after that goal, I was like, oh my gosh, we are really going to lose one to nothing tonight, aren't we? <laughs> it's like, because I didn't, I didn't see another goal be going in tonight. I really didn't. Now, thankfully, I was wrong, but man, you know, I'll, I'll give one more uh, honorable mention to Pete DeBoer. He, he did it again. He pushed the right buttons at the right time. He threw the five forward line out there for the power play. Matt Duchesne is able to to kind of squeak one through, and then he switches up all the forward lines, and that is that allows the Stars to at least get the two points tonight. Yep. So the, he he deserves he deserves a lot of a lot of credit for the game tonight. Okay, uh, I think that's gonna do it here for us this evening. Anything else, guys? Nope. James, we're good? We're good. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We've had a lot of people here tonight. Uh, just side note, I'm really happy to see the score of the Arizona-Minnesota game. You should, If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should go <laughs> and look at it. Poor Minnesota, dude. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, I, 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 don't feel, I don't feel bad. I felt bad for uh, Jesper Wallstead, but I don't feel bad right now. Well, you know, I feel a little bad for Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> a, a little bit. But uh, it, it does make me happy to see just the wild losing. But anyways, there's more of you guys that are listening later. Uh, there's We had about 19 who were at live at most uh, this evening. So thank you all for, for doing that. Uh, if you like anything you heard tonight, uh, please consider leaving a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com and StarcasticRemarksShop.com. That's the best way to support us and what we do with our merch options Options there. Words are hard for me this evening. I'm tired. And uh, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Along for, with James and Chris, my name is Ryan. I'm going to log off of this before I say anything else. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Jane or Chris, take us out. GG, boys.